Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. This is now my challenge to everyone who are listening, okay? First, I would throw a... A question. Of course, the title is, How Does God Wants Us to Live Our Lives? My question is this. The question is, what does it mean? What does it mean to be a Christian? Okay, first we are a Christians. We're Christians, so what does it mean to be a Christian? What does the Bible say about living a, a Christian life? Or what does the Bible say about the life of Christ? Okay, uh, because... The question about living a Christian life is actually in alignment, in parallel to the Christ, the life of Christ on earth. Of course, so to live, uh, to live a Christian life, it must be in step with the life of Christ. Remember, I think last week uh, I read the scripture about those who claim to be uh, those who claim to be in Christ must walk like Jesus did. Do you remember that scripture? Do you remember that scripture, Don? John? The title, uh, uh, the, where, where, where you can find it in the scripture. Um, wait, what is the title? Oh, man. I don't have the... Huh? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, what is that scripture again? I, I forgot to include it here. But listen, this is what the Bible says. If you claim to, uh, to be in Christ, you must walk. Everyone who claims to be in Christ must walk as Jesus did. Okay? And so uh, today, uh, to, to make it simple, Acts 17.24 Okay, to give a, a, a simple answer, Acts 17, 24 says, For in Him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets, poets, poets have said, we are His offspring. So in Him, meaning to say in Christ, we live, okay, we live and move and have our being. Everything is somehow connected, okay, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Without Him, that's why Jesus said in John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. Therefore, as a Christian, we need to realize that in Him we move, we live and move and have our... Therefore, our lives 24-7 must be consistent in a Christian life, in Christianity, okay? We must live a consistent Christian life. That's just the point. So, uh, people uh, could tell where people could tell that we are uh, real Christians, okay? Because uh, we live in Him, we live and move and have our being, okay? It's not otherwise. It's not the opposite of who Jesus is. The Christ-likeness must be seen in our lives. Now, 2 Corinthians 13 verses 5 to 8 says, Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Now, this is very important. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you? 
Okay, unless indeed you fail to meet the test. I hope you will find out that we have not failed the test. But we pray to God that you may not do wrong. Not that we may appear to have met the test, but that you may do what is right, though we may seem to have failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. So if you try to analyze this, it is expected of us, if you are a Christian, you are in the faith and Christ living in you, it is expected of us that we lean, okay, that we lean on the side of righteousness, that we do what is right. Read verse 7, okay? But, but that you may do what is right, okay? So meaning to say, as a test, your old self won't be there anymore. It will fade out. It, may t- it might not go away instantly overnight, but somehow the, the, the wicked you, you, the evil you, the, the, the old self, the, the carnality, the, the immorality, the worldliness, everything somehow little by little will be trimmed down and it's going to Turn, okay, into something uh, new and good and right, okay? So, it says here, for we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. Meaning to say, you cannot live a life opposing God. You cannot live a life countering God. Instead, your life is somehow Little by little, more and more each day, you know, they're, they're getting in line with the will of God. That is how a Christian life should be. Okay? So, in this context, that's why the Apostle Paul said, examine yourself, test yourself, evaluate yourself. Do a self-evaluation whether to see whether you're in the faith or not. So, friends, uh, understand this. That's why Paul said, in him we live and move and have our being. Now, now look, I understand that in Acts chapter 17, the context is about idolatry. It's like the Paul was telling people that the idols are not God, but the, the, the real God is this and that, and he lives in us. Okay, that's the context. But, but the, the point of the scripture where it says, in him we live and move and have our being. Is something that every believer should understand. This, every believer should have this revelation so that we know exactly how to walk in the pattern of God's, in, in the pattern of His will. Okay? So not in the, according to the pattern of this world. Alright? So let's just jump to Romans chapter 6. So let's go deeper uh, uh, with the way we can examine ourselves, okay? Now, now I know Romans chapter 6 is kind of boring to some Christians because it's kind of deep. So I understand it's like a deep teaching. Uh, you can uh, teach on this uh, long hours, <laughs> okay? Because there's so many points, but I, I just would like to point you to, to the main point, okay? Romans 6, 1 to 10, uh, no, we're not going to read 1 to 10. You read it at home, okay? Uh, let's just jump to verse 6. Verse 6 says, For we know that our, that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. 
that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, did you die already? No, not literally. But the, by context, because your life is now in Christ, okay? You committed your life to Jesus. Now you are born again. Therefore, your life, you belong to Christ. As a person belonging to Christ, you were what? Your, your sins were paid for because Jesus became your substitute. He died for our sins. He was our substitute. That's why who died? Not us. He died for us. As though we died for our sins. Okay? But we did not die for our sins. Jesus took our sins. He bore our sins and died you know, and paid the price in the cross. So, so the point here right now is that it says, well, you know, the old self was crucified with him. How? By faith. When you gave your life to Jesus, when you believed Jesus died for you, and he became your sin offering, and so you were crucified with him. What, what, what was done to him 2,000 years ago happened to you by faith. He paid it. Okay? We enjoyed it. We were the benefactors. Okay? We, we, we got the benefit of the redemptive work of Jesus 2,000 years ago. Okay? So Jesus became man to represent man. He became our sin offering. He died in our place. So he died. He rose from the dead. So now we are in him. What happened to him? What he went through? What he paid for, well, we're blessed, okay? We, it was uh, passed on us, the, the benefits, okay? So here's the thing. That's why it says, before we were slaves to sin, okay? Well, now, now in Christ, because that, those sin, I mean our sins were paid for, so you are no longer prisoner of sin you're no longer a slave to sin why because we died already when when jesus died in the cross for us in our place so we died already that's why we're dead to sin so if we're dead to sin then we're no longer obliged to commit sin we are no longer uh, enslaved to sin no more okay it's like you being a prisoner and the, the, the institution said, okay, you are a free man right now. You have paid the price. You can go out of the prison area, okay? But as a prisoner, there are prisoners who doesn't want to leave the, the prison cell. <laughs> That's a problem, okay? You're a Christian. You have been freed from slavery of sin, okay? That's verse 6 to 7, now let's just uh, jump Whew. to chapter, still chapter 6, verse 15 to 23. I'd like to read uh, this. Uh, uh, 16. Verse 16, Romans 6, 16 says, Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of that one you obey? Listen, it says, Whether you are slaves to sin, 
which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. Okay? So either, you know, either of the two, you know, if you submit yourselves, if you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you will be enslaved. Okay? Now, either to sin or righteousness. Now, verse 17 says, But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. Verse 18, listen to verse 18, You have been set free from sin and have become <laughs> slaves to righteousness. What does this mean? Meaning to say, in Christ, you have been freed from sin. Glory, hallelujah. And that is a good thing. Therefore, sin, since we are not obliged to commit sin, sin is now therefore an option. Are you listening? Sin is an option. You cannot say, well, I, I committed sin because, you know, this and that. No, 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 no. Jesus took away the sting of sin, the, the, the sting of death, the, 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 the power of sin over your lives over our lives. So it's an option for a Christian to sin. Now, it says, you have been set free from sin and have become slaves, what? To righteousness. Before, we were slaves to sin, to wickedness. Now we are free. We thought we were free already. But no. We are slaves to Righteousness. Okay? Uh, tell your mommy to go now. <laughs> Alright, so I am using an example, sab uh, Paul said in verse 19, from everyday life because of your human limitations. Just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness leading, leading to holiness. Now, this is very important because as a Christian, like, uh, like what we said, the title is, How Does God Wants Us to Live Our Lives? Okay? He wants us to live our lives Unto what? Unto holiness. Okay, how? By realizing that we are no longer slaves to sin, meaning to say you are not obliged to sin, but what? You are now a slave to righteousness. To do what is right. Amen. Verse 21, what benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Correct. Those things result in death. Right, because those were the things we'd done in stupid, you know, we were stupid that time, right? So verse 22 says, But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. And the result is eternal life. So these are just fruits of God in you. Fruits that Christ is in you. Okay, remember Paul said, examine yourselves whether you, you are in the faith or not. Or don't you know that Christ lives in you? So that's the test. Is Jesus living in you? That is the test. Okay, so how do you know that? One of the fruit to determine, okay, it's a vivid, it's a 
clear fruit that we are in Christ is that we become what? Slaves to righteousness. Meaning to say, whether you like it or not, you will always end up, you will always end up doing the right thing. Why? Because you just can't continue to do the wrong thing. If you live a life uh, opposite to the will of God, then ask yourself, are you a Christian or you need to repent from your sins? Maybe you're not living uh, a life that God wants you to live. Maybe you are sinning against God. Maybe you are, you know, deliberately sinning against God. Please repent right now. Please, I urge you, if you're not living right with God, stop doing that. Repent. Get right with God. Time is running so fast. There is no time to play around. You know, it's not worth it. Sin will always bring us pain in life. I'm going to tell you, pain and fear Sin is the cause. If you are perfectly right with God, there's nothing to fear. Okay? No matter what will happen in the world, even if the world will melt today, you don't care because all you know, God loves you, you love God, and you're going to end up with God. Hallelujah. Right? And so, okay, so I, I'm, uh, um, let's finish this up. Okay, uh, that's why it says verse uh, 20. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. Meaning to say, you're always, do, you're always doing things that are wrong. You cannot do right. Uh, there is a song that says, Gusto kong bumait pero di ko magawa. Gusto kong bumait pero... It's a rap song. And, and that is true. With Acts chapter 6 verse 20. When you were slaves to sin... You were free from the control of righteousness. You cannot, you can't be righteous. You, you just want to do what is right. You tell people, oh, if you, you know, if you vote for me, I will do this and do that. And after election, you just can't deliver. A and you forgot about the promises. Why is that? Because, you know, the right thing that you want to do, it's hard to do when you are not in Christ. That's why let's pray for our leaders that they may come to Jesus Christ because only through the Lord Jesus Christ they may have the power, the energy, the will, the determination to do the right thing. Okay? So I hope uh, that's a bonus thing. So in, in our, that's not part of my teacher. Anyway, verse 21 says, What benefit did you reap? At that time from the things that you are now ashamed of, those things result in death. But now that you have been set free, listen, verse 22 is a powerful statement. It says, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord now look this scripture okay it's so abused of us not, not abused i mean it is so widely commonly used by by a lot of believers you know Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death and the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It is true. But when you say the wages of sin is death and the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus, you have to explain the whole chapter. Okay? They must understand 
In order for them, what is the qualification of but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord? There must be an indication, an indicator that these people are really in Christ Jesus. And how do we know that they are in Christ? Now you have to read back the preceding scriptures before verse 23, which is what we discussed. Okay? We just, which is what we just discussed. So, it's about what? Living for Jesus, living for righteousness, living unto holiness. It's about being a slave to righteousness. Okay? When you receive the gift of eternal life, it will make you what? Righteous. You do not do righteous deeds. You don't, don't do good works because you want to be saved. But because you are saved, therefore the result of your salvation is good works. It comes naturally because something good came into you. There, something good, someone good, all right? The, the right word is this. Someone good lives in you, okay? That's what the Bible says. Don't you know that the Holy Spirit lives in you? Someone who is good, the Holy One, the Holy Spirit lives in you. That's why this someone who is the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, will change your life. Think about it. If the Holy Spirit lives in us, how can we co how can we live in sin? Come on. How can you sleep with the Holy Spirit? Okay? There's a, a pulsation inside you that tells you you have sinned and you have sinned, you have offended me, I'm hurt. How can you sleep with that? You cannot. Okay, so a person who has the Holy Spirit in them cannot live with sin. That's why John said in 1 John, he said, those uh, who are in him, in the light, those who live in cannot continue in sin. Cannot continue to live in sin. That, that's why examine yourself whether you're in the faith or not. Now, I want to I wanna, uh, read Romans chapter 8. No? Okay, Romans chapter 8, uh, 11 to 17. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, remember, is living in you. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, that's the Holy Spirit. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. It is about the Holy Spirit who lives in us. That is the indicator that we are in Christ. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation. Not, but it is not to the flesh, to not to live according to it. But if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. So you see the difference between someone who is a slave to sin and someone who is a slave to righteousness. You see that, uh, that the, the outcome is the other one will, okay, will end up in, in death and the other one in, in life. So that is why it concludes in verse 14. Please, verse 14, read it in your own Bibles. Okay, whatever version have you. Romans 8.14 says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Again, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are what? 
children of God. Why? Because He lives in you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. And you just can live your life the way you want to live it. But you will live your life according to His will. Why? Because you are now a slave to righteousness. You cannot do anything against the truth. But you will always do things for the truth, for God, for the glory of God. And it's a natural thing. It is a natural thing for real Christians. If you if you're a professing Christian and 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 you're not doing the right thing, you're you're not you're not you you may not be a Christian after all, okay? Because read Romans chapter six. Please examine yourselves. In Corinthians, it says examine yourselves, okay? And then try to use Romans chapter six as a mirror. If 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 uh, if that qualifies you. Or which side you qualify. And then Romans chapter 8. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves that, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And, we, and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. You know the song, Abba, you know, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So it's the Holy Spirit who will tell you, yes, you belong to Christ. You are in the faith. Amen. But if you don't feel like you're in the faith right now, then there's a big possibility that you're not. That, you're really, that you are really not in the faith. Okay? Now, if we are children, verse 17 says, Then we are ears, ears of God, and co-ears with Christ, if indeed we share in His sufferings in order that we may also share in His glory. So whatever suffering you're in right now, whatever trial we're facing right now, it doesn't matter. Go through it. Be happy. Rejoice in the Lord always. Because you know, after all these things, in the end, we will also share in his glory okay it's gonna be it's gonna be a good thing to graduate from this planet with uh, doing and and knowing that we did the will of god amen amen so last scripture and i'm done okay this is the last one so i i think you noticed i'm talking too fast right now uh, <laughs> john chapter 4 okay to conclude uh, our topic, John chapter 4, verses 34 to 35. Now, uh, going back to the question, you know, remember the, uh, I asked this question, what does the Bible say about living a Christian life? What does the Bible say about the life of Christ? If you can answer the second question, which is, what does the Bible say about the life of Christ? You will know how to live uh, a Christian life. Okay, and and why? Because Jesus is our model. He is our model, and he we will follow him. And this is what it says, John chapter four, verses thirty-four to thirty-five. Okay, Jesus said, "My food," said Jesus, "is to do the will of Him who sent me, and to finish His work." Don't. Don't you have a saying, it's still four months until harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. First of all, 
the Lord Jesus Christ, I, I mean, mentions about the food and he, he did a, a, a parallel uh, example. You know, he tried to, uh, I, I forgot the right word to, yeah, it's, it's a comp comparative thing, you know. Uh, he compared uh, uh, the, the physical food with the spiritual food and he said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish the work. You know, why food? Because food is important. Is food important to you? Yes, of course. We eat every day, right? In fact, we, we're growing bigger and heavier <laughs> because we eat food. Why? Because it's important. If you don't eat food, you, you know, you, you, will do, you, you won't have strength, you get sick, and you die Okay, without food. Because food is energy. Uh, our, our body needs food. So Jesus said, if, if food is important, this is important to me. Okay, this is, it's like that. It is like the Lord Jesus Christ saying, if food is important to you, this is my food that is important to me. So what is important to the Lord Jesus Christ? Listen, he said, my food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. That should be our food also. That should be something important to us also. The spiritual food of what? Of doing our mission. We are called to go and make disciples. We are called to preach the gospel. We're called to, to tell people about the love of God, what he did. He died in the cross. He paid for our sins. We're called to go and, and tell others who Jesus is and what he did. To, to testify how Jesus changed our lives. And so that should be our food and to finish the work. Amen? Because time is running, friends. As you see, prophetically, you know, the end time prophecies are happening before our very eyes. They, they just fall into place so, so fast. And, 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 and you see, there, there's not much time for us left. So it is very important. It is very important for us. That's why, you see, and what is that work related to? Jesus said to finish the work. Verse 35, don't you have a saying, still four months until harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for us. He's referring to people. He's referring to souls, okay, that need to hear the gospel. That there are so many people that, 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 need, that need the gospel, the truth, that need to be saved, that, you know. If that is true 2,000 years ago, how much more today, friends, friends, friends? Go preach the gospel. Use your, your social media. Use your Facebook account. All your social media accounts, you know, platforms. Use it. Testify. Or if, if, you're, if you're afraid, you know, maybe, you know, you're not used to talking in front of the camera, why not? Why not get a clip? Post scriptures, John 3.3, 3, post John 3.7. You know, do it. Okay, post, post something that your network of friends may read, can read. So that you are fulfilling the will of the Lord. Let that be your food also. Okay, something that is valuable, something that you esteem, something that's important to you. Okay, show people 
what you believe, who Jesus is to you, okay? Because Jesus said, my food is to do it. So that is one of the sign, friends, that you are a Christian and that you are living a Christian life, okay? You're living a Christian life. So, friends, ladies and gentlemen, to cut the long story short, let us summarize everything. How does God want us to live our lives? Very simple, okay? First, you need to be in Christ, okay? And then, to those of you, you need to be in Christ, meaning to say, you must be born again. That's number one. You must be born again. Now, to those of you who are born again already, examine yourself whether you are in the faith or not. Because the Holy Spirit says in Timothy that in the last days, many will abandon the faith. Okay, many will leave the faith. Apostasy. They're going to leave the faith. So now, test yourself whether you are in the faith or not. Okay? Third, you must have the revelation that you, in Christ Jesus, you, know, you are no longer slave to sin. Okay? So you are no longer obliged to commit sin. But you are now slaves to righteousness in Christ. Therefore, whether you like it or not, number four, okay, you will always lean to do what is right. Okay, you're always uh, into good works. You're always into glorifying God with your life. You're always into walking into repentance. You know, you, you don't want to live, you don't want to sleep with sin because the Holy Spirit lives inside you. You know, I mean, you know, there's going to be a struggle. There's going to be a tug of war within you if you try to live your life in sin and the Holy Spirit is in you. You cannot do that, friend. You cannot. And so, if you think you are on this side of the uh, of the equilibrium, okay, where you lean, you tend to the side of doing what is right, of righteousness, your your concern is the kingdom of God, okay, then that is right. Okay, last but not the least is that you have the will to serve God. We, this is your food. What is your food? To do the will of him. And to finish the work, which is what? The Great Commission. Jesus said, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I taught you. Behold, I will be with you always up to the end of the age. That is Matthew 28. Okay? Um, so, friends, ladies and gentlemen, I hope uh, you, you're blessed today. And uh, if you do that, I know one day, we are going to end up in heaven and we're going to give an account of everything that we did with our lives here on earth. So be heavenly minded, friends. Be heavenly minded. No, no. Uh, because, you know, everything in this world will come to nothing. Okay? All right? So everything that you acquired will be nothing. Because in the next life, in the next life, which is very soon, Okay, because life is fleeting. It's it's like a vapor, okay, that is there and for a while and then for a moment and then it's gone. That's life on earth. It's like a vapor that's there for a moment and it's gone. So what would you do in the other life, in, in the next life? Friends, do the right thing today. Okay, because the real life is in the next life, not right now. It is not today. It is not now. If you do things for yourself, if you, come, if you live your life in a selfish manner, you know, when your life is reviewed, 
you know what will happen? You will earn ashes. Your reward will be ashes. Everything, your good works, your achievements will come to nothing. You will get ashes. But if you live your lives according to the will of God, honoring, your God, uh, honoring our God, loving God, doing His will, blessing others, helping other people, you know what will happen in the next life? You will be richly welcome in heaven. The Lord will, will mention you before His Father, will commend you, and He will what? He said He will assign you. He will entrust you things. So that time, no more voting, no more election. It is the Lord who will appoint people to do things because these are the people who have been trustworthy during their lifetime on earth. Okay? So to whom much is given, much is required. Those who can be trusted with little will be trusted with much. And so, friends, this is my point. You know, do, do the right thing. Be a slave of righteousness. Walk with the Holy Spirit. Cooperate with the Holy Spirit. If you're not right with God, get right with God. Draw after God. And I tell you, you know, it will change your life. Okay? So, if you want to ask more questions, you have questions, please do uh, contact us. Uh, we will help you. Um, uh, you see, I'm rushing because we have another service to go, to attend to, and I'm I'm preaching in the next service, so <laughs> that is why I'm I'm talking very fast, and I hope you, you you know you're catching up. And thank you so much for joining us today. Okay, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your blessings. I know there's so much wisdom, so much knowledge in the message that you was preached today, this morning. I pray that everyone who who are watching this, who are listening. Uh, who are uh, Lord will be blessed, Lord, and that Lord you you would multiply the the seed, the good seed that you have planted in our planted in our hearts in their hearts today. I pray that Lord be with them wherever they are in the name of Jesus. And now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace both now and forevermore. And all of God's people say Amen and Amen. Thank you so much friends. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, we hope <laughs> that you would join us again next week uh, with our uh, next uh, online service. Okay? So, bye for now. Bye. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davao on Facebook where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. God bless.